When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. All right, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the flagship program that is the 49ers Rush Podcast? Our 49ers versus whomever preview and predictions. This week we got the Dolphins. This is a huge week. We're going to be covering a lot. Um, history between the two programs, which is a lot. Um, what the Dolphins do well on offense and bad, what they do well on defense and bad, special teams, keys to the game, bets of the week, predictions, and so much more. Have to give a shout-out to the man himself, Coach Cruz, who helps uh, with all the research on these projects that we do every week. Like Just to put this in perspective, we have 13 pages of notes. 13. Um, <laughs> it's a lot. So, uh, I am pre-recording this. This is being recorded Friday. I am currently flying to Santa Clara for the game, which I'm super excited about. But if there's any news that came out late Friday or early Saturday, that will not be included in this show. Uh, but I wanted to wait until practice was over and the Shanahan press conference was over, which I have a couple clips about that. And I'm glad we did because there's going to be some telling news in that. And we'll cover both injury reports for both teams. The, the goal is you to walk away from this show. Ready for the game. You've got everything you need for both sides of the ball. And you're going to know where to watch, what to watch for, and how each team can win because they both can win. These are both two quality opponents. And, I mean, the storylines are just crazy. Mike McDaniel, um, beloved by everybody who's ever met him. The dude's great. He moves off, gets his first head coaching job, teacher versus the student. I don't know if you want to use that terminology too much, but that's kind of what we're looking at. And... You know, Tua, I think that's the number one thing is Tua took the next steps under Mike McDaniel in this offense. And so how much of that is for Tua? How much of that is, you know, Tyreek Hill? How much of that is, you know, just all those different things. Those are great questions. But can the 49ers defense end that? And Tua's been great, but the 49ers defense has been better. And so you have this clash, this matchup. And that's what everybody's focused on almost all week. This idea of, all right, you've got one of the best offenses. you got the best defense. Who's going to break? Uh, somebody's got to give. And so that's one of the things I want to see. And on top of the 49ers having the best defense, they're getting one of their most important pieces back up front in the middle, and that's Eric Armstead. 
uh, big AA. I'm so excited about this. Um, really, really excited. Now, if we take a step back and look at where these two teams are respectively, 49ers are in first place of their division uh, by a full game and tiebreaker, so really two games. Um, over the Seattle Seahawks and the Dolphins, they're the fifth seed currently. But if they win, they would be in first place and number two seed in the AFC. So you're talking about two, you know, juggernauts. And uh, most of the questions that I get are people that are worried about the 49ers matching up against AFC teams. Well, here you go. This is your litmus test. You've got everything that you need to figure out. This is. We're still six weeks out from the playoffs starting, and I fully do expect both these teams to be in the playoffs. But you get to see. Are you ready? Do you have a ways to go still for both of these teams? Because this is a playoff caliber-worthy matchup. Now, if we look at the Dolphins, they're 8-3 and three on the year. How'd they get there, right? Uh, so let's go in sequential order how they started. Beat the Patriots by 13. That's a huge win. Uh, you know, division rival. Beat the Ravens by four. Beat the Bills by two. By far their best matchup, week three. Then they play the Bengals, and Tua gets the concussion. That's where all the bad things happen. They drop three in a row. They lose the Bengals by 12, Jets by 23, Vikings by eight. Tua comes back. They don't lose anymore. Beat the Steelers by six, Lions by four, Bears by three, Browns by 22, Texans by 15. So they're on a five-game win streak. Now, if you look at what it is they put up, and allow 19th in points allowed. There's 32 teams, 16th average. They're below average in defense. They're allowing 23.3 points per game, but sixth in points scored. If you look at yards, they're up there. You look at, you know, we'll go through all that stuff. They're, they're top notch. So they're giving up 23 points a game. They're scoring 25 points a game. And they seem to be clicking on all cylinders. Uh, four straight games scoring over 30 points. Now, if we look at them on a snap-by-snap -snap basis from pro football focus and how they measure team as a whole, offense as a whole, defense as a whole, special teams, Dolphins are fifth overall quality team, fourth on offense, 10th on defense. Uh, probably the highest that you will find any type of metric or analytic for the Dolphins' defense is pro football focus. They're higher on them than anybody else. They have them 10th overall. Special teams, 28th. This is the first time since I I want to say since I've been alive, I'm exaggerating, of course. The 49ers have a higher-ranked special teams unit. We're 27th or 28th. Boom. There's your advantage, ladies and gentlemen. Um, both bottom five programs as far as special teams go. Uh, but the 49ers have moved up for not once, back-to-back -back weeks. They were 32nd, the 31st, then 29th, now 27th. They're slowly climbing. Um, I like it. I like it. Now, if we look at those same metrics for the 49ers, overall, they're third. Offense, they're tied for ninth. And defense, they're second. Special teams, 27th, as we mentioned. So you're getting a quality matchup no matter what. And let's talk about every time I see Mike McDaniel, I look at, I see Rick and Morty, but all grown up. That's just what I see in my head. Maybe you guys won't be able to unsee that now either. Kyle Shanahan was asked about Mike McDaniel and coaches and all this stuff earlier in the week. This was from an earlier clip, but I loved what Kyle Shanahan had to say. Um, I got, I mean, I've gotten more aware of it the last few years. Um, you know, it was, 
you know, Mike was always the easiest because he was actually he was the first guy I was ever with when when I was a receiver coach at 26. He was he was the QC, but they put him in my room. Um, so wherever I went, except a couple of years, he was out. He was always my assistant, so we were always grooming him and working on things together. Um, and then guy who replaced him was Matt Lafleur. Got a couple of years with him, then got one with Sean, then uh, Matt's brother Mike. So you've always had those guys you're grooming. And when I came here, um, I thought I had some guys that were younger um, that weren't going to get taken for a while, um, but it seemed to happen a lot faster than I expected. Um, so that's always what I'm thinking about. Like you, you never know when it's going to happen, especially when our defense has success, who they're going to try to take with them. Um, so we're always trying to get some guys in here that you can groom and um, that can you can teach. It's it's not just about teaching it, but guys also need to go through some stuff with you too, um, which makes them the most prepared. And started doing that a while ago. Um, you know, when I moved Bobby Slowick over to um, offense when he was on defense, moved Brian Fleury um, a number of years ago. He was a D-line coach when I was in Cleveland. Solon brought him in to be a QC from Miami. Um, and then I thought he had the potential to really help us on offense. So I moved him there about four years ago, I think. Um, did the same thing with Clay Kubiak this offseason. Um, so it's something that came up pretty fast in our first few years here and something I always got to think about. The idea of coaches getting stolen away, you got to get used to it because Shanahan just does such a good job and in invest in young talent. Um, you're just going to get guys poached. D'Amico Ryans will be next, sadly. The good news is that all these coaches leaving took place after the compensation package for minority coaching hires. So the 49ers have been rewarded handsomely. Um, and so that's kind of the, you know, the other side of it. But I love Mike McDaniels. Everybody does. He's eight and three as a first year coach. That's awesome. A lot of people have considered him for like coach of the year and stuff, and I want to pump the brakes on that. As much as I love Mike, it's not like he took over a bad program. And a lot of people have that mentality that like, oh, the Dolphins, you know, aren't a good team, whatever else. They were nine and eight last year. They won eight of their nine games like to end the season. That's a good football team. They were ten and six in twenty twenty. This is three consecutive years they win one more game. Three consecutive years with a winning record. It's not like this was a bad team. But they are better with McDaniel as a right hire. I'm not trying to say that. But at the same time, it's not like, you know, the boy wonder idea and all that kind of stuff and coach of the year. I don't see that really at all because it is a very, very talented roster. You look up and down. And as we did the scouting report and we, you know, we started watching everything. It's like, yeah, there's talent everywhere, um, especially on offense, at least the skill positions. Now, injuries. Injury reports huge uh, this week. One, you're getting Eric Armstead back. Christian McCaffrey, weren't sure you're going to have him. He's full go, no injury designation whatsoever. But there are some other major issues. This is a clip from today's press conference, um, literally uh, Friday's press conference. With uh, and we had a scare. We had a big scare. Questionable. Debo questionable. Um, Burford questionable. Trent Williams questionable. Go ahead. What happened with Trent? He was having back spasms. popped up this morning yes yeah he went on to say that you know they didn't think it was a big deal chris kuserik said you know like hey that's just a th or forrester sorry uh chris forrester said you know this is just a big man issue um they expect him to be just fine you can only hope but it's not a good sign it's not a good sign now if trent cannot go uh colton mckivitz would step in he is a more than capable backup but he's nobody's trent williams right you want trent williams you need trent williams um, I'm thinking of like Colonel Nathan Jessup, like, I need you on that wall. You want me on that wall. <laughs> like, that's Trent Williams. I, I, I need him protecting us. 
That, that's just what we need. Debo um, did get a practice today. There were some reports out there that he left the field, but then he came right back. So, but he is questionable. You know, it hasn't progressed the way that they were hoping it would. Shanahan alluded to later on in that press conference, but he's going to play through it. There's no way Debo doesn't play. Omenihu being out, luckily you have all that depth. If he can't go, then Kamiko Ture would be uh, activated and not too concerned about that as well. Spencer Burford, you know, as as the right guard, Again, he's he was in a walking boot right afterwards, but he's gotten some limited practices, and Daniel Brunskill could start. So luckily, those injuries are not at stacked positions, right? That's very, very important if you first time listen to this podcast. You can't stack injuries at the same positions. Luckily, all of these have quality backups. They're backups for a reason. They're not good as the starters. But if we look at the Dolphins, Yikes. Uh, Mostert's going to be go. He's fully cleared. Miles Gaskin, um, he's not going to play their other backup. But if we look at their their tackles, Teron Armstead, uh, offensive tackle, one of the biggest purchases of the year for through free agency. He tore his pec initially is what, what the rumors uh, reports were. They said, no, it's strained. And so he went from being out for the season to out for a while to practicing this week. Teron Armstead might play. Because they're so desperate. Uh, Austin Jackson, their right tackle, he's also out. So they're down not one, but two tackles. And even if Teron can go, he's not going to be full go. So him against Nick Bosa and Ebukam and Drake Jackson and Ominahue, if he can go, and Jordan Willis, like, not looking good. Teddy Bridgewater, he's questionable, should be able to go. Um, Byron Jones, cornerback, he's out with an Achilles. Emmanuel Ogba, another defensive end, he's on IR. Liam Eichenberg, another tackle, that would be their number three, he's out as well. So very possible that the Dolphins can be out with, be without their number one, two, and three offensive tackle. And Brandon Jones, Longhorn, he's out as well. He's out for the rest of the year with his knee. They've got a lot of issues. They've got a lot of injuries. There's no doubt about it. So you hate that. You always hope you beat teams at their best. That's what you want. Um, but we'll see. It's the NFL. We're in week 13. Injury's going to happen. Now, the history of this matchup, not a lot of playing time. 14 games played between uh, the two teams. Miami leads 8-6. to six. Um, But they've only played once in the playoffs, and that was in the Super Bowl itself, uh, Super Bowl 19. You remember the great Dan Marino um, whooped up on them, 38-16. to 16. And now that was a little bit before my time. Um, well, I was born, but I wasn't in it yet as far as, you know, I didn't become a fan and start diehard Niners guy till I was nine. So this took place before that. But you go back and you read, Dolphins had the best offense. Everybody was clamoring about how can you stop this offense? Well, you won 38 to 16. So um, Niners have lost four out of the last five matchups, which is not good. And prior to that, though, however, the Niners won five straight. So you're seeing these giant swings. Um recently and the last time they played was 2020 worst game worst game of the 2020 season you come off of the super bowl right you lose the super bowl you come out everybody gets hurt week two um and week three and then you get this dolphins game and that's the brian allen playing corner game and he just got torched right ryan fitzpatrick throws for three touchdowns no interceptions 350 yards it was just bad. It was really, really bad. So, but thankfully, Brian Allen is not playing for the 49ers. I wish him well wherever he is. Now, the one thing I can say about this 2022 roster of the Dolphins, man, they have just brought in so much talent. 
Um, through the draft, they didn't pick until the third round, much like we're going to next year. Channing Tindall's been the only person that's really contributed through the draft. Linebacker, he's played in 10 games. They traded our former pick to get Tyreek Hill. Uh, they traded Devontae Parker for a third-round pick. They traded our future first-round pick for Bradley Chubb. They traded for Jeff Wilson for a fifth. Added Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, Trent Sherfield, Thomas Morstead, Teron Armstead, uh, Croson, their defensive back, Cedric Wilson, their number three linebacker, their backup quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, fullback, Alec Ingle. That's all the influx of talent just this year. And so, why, yes, they were a good team, and they are a good team, not saying they're not. Man, they have added so much to this team, which is awesome. Um, and so I like it when teams get aggressive like this because it's just fun. It's it's playing Madden, right? Who cares about picks? Go get what you can. Now, before we jump into this Dolphins defense, uh, the best way to support the show, 100%, we put out twice as much content over there than we do here on YouTube or wherever you're listening. That's Patreon. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash 49ers rush podcast. And as soon as you sign up, you get almost everything depending on the tier you pick. And if you're just interested in 49ers play, guess what? We have every single offensive, defensive, and special teams play from the last two and a half years. Every single game for the 49ers. Nobody else has this content. Now, not to mention we have extra episodes weekly. We've got scouting report breakdowns. We've got betting. We've got your one-stop shop for 49ers content. And if you want to be heard, guess what? We got Zoom Hangouts twice a month where we listen to you. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. Or did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Just Google Patreon and 49ers were the first one that shows up. All right, let's dive in, baby. Let's talk about this Dolphins defense. Let's start there. Then we're going to go Dolphins offense. But we got to let the head coach himself introduce us. Kyle Shanahan was asked, what what comes to mind when you think about the Dolphins? It's, it's what we expected. I mean, he's doing a great job with his personnel. I mean, those two receivers, um, the speed they have and the good football players they are combined with the speed of Raheem um, and the way that quarterback's playing. I mean, Tua's playing at an extremely high level. Uh, he's been doing it since the preseason, big time in week one, and um, hasn't fallen off at all. Um, and they're doing a good job on defense, too. So if we start with that offense, right, that he talked about, and they are good, um, let's go through some of the ranks out of 32 teams. Ninth in interceptions thrown. They've only thrown seven. Two has only thrown three. They protected the ball really well. Fourth in touchdown passes. They've thrown 22. Thirteenth in third downs. Seventh in red zones. When they get in there, they score touchdowns. Third in total yards. 386 yards per game is bananas. Second in passing yards, they throw for 291 a game. Sixth in total points, 28th in rush yards. Second offense, DVOA. And what that measures is each snap over expected value. They're second. They're a very productive team. Now, strengths, it's very easy. You look at their wide receivers and their quarterback. Tyreek Hill, he is out of 120 wide receivers. He is ranked first on Pro Football Focus with a 92.1 grade. On his way to have literally a 2,000-yard receiving year if he keeps his pace. Waddle, he's the 10th out of 120. Tua, he's the second-highest-rated quarterback. They're just really good. Skill-wise, now the weakness, very evident. You turn on that film, it's right up front. And if they're missing not only their first, second, and third tackle, it's going to be rough. And so if you look at the people that are going to be starting, you got Greg Little. He's got a 29.2 PFF grade and Brandon Shell. 59.8. Not great. Uh, Bosa and the edges should be able to get pressure, and they should be able to do some great things. Their run game's not great. Uh, Mostert and Jeff Wilson are there. We know them. We love them. There's bulletin board material out there, all those things, but they haven't been great. They really haven't. They've both been banged up just last week. Mostert didn't even play. Uh, Jeff Wilson left the game for a while and came back, uh, but they have not been great. The reason why this offense has been so successful is quick, deep passing. Quick, deep passing. Tua, just on balls that travel 20 or more air yards deep, Tua is completed 23 of 36. That's amazing. Six touchdowns, two interceptions. That's amazing. He guns the ball. And it's not like they do play action a lot. They play action almost as much as anybody in the NFL. 43% of their passes come off play action. So the run game's not effective, but the play-action game is. They freeze those linebackers, and this is their entire thing. These are their tendencies. This is hard to believe. I know, so make sure you're sitting down whenever you listen to this. Tua throws the ball over the middle more than Jimmy Garoppolo. It's close, but just think about how much Jimmy G throws it over the middle. 57% of every single pass attempt by Jimmy Garoppolo this year has been in between the middle of the field. 59% 59% for Tua, more 2% more. That tells you right there, this entire matchup, it's going to be linebackers, it's going to be safeties. How can they steal the middle of the field, right? Good news is 49ers have the best coverage linebackers in the NFL. 
best. Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, Aziz. You throw in Jimmy Ward, Talano Hufunga, Tayshawn Gibson. It's one of the strengths of this defense. So something's got to give because you've got the best defense, the best. And you've got the offense that's the best over the middle. It's going to be interesting. So if you're the Dolphins, you're telling yourself, we got to get the ball out quick, and we got to make them buy that we're going to run with their linebackers. If the Dolphins can start running the ball effectively, watch out. This game could get really, really bad. Not because of the run game, but because then the linebackers are going to sink on the play action. You're going to hit Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle right behind them. But if the 49ers can make them one-dimensional, which D'Amico has been amazing at, making other teams one-dimensional, pass only because you can't run the ball against this team. Eric Armstead's going to help with that a lot too. Then I don't care how good Tua is. I don't care how fast Tyreek and Waddle are. Don't care. Niners will win this game. So that's one of the many things that you got to watch for because if these linebackers are able to sit in those passing lanes and you can get some pressure, this game could get ugly. Really, really could. But if they can't do those things, if – you can't stop the run. If you don't get hits on Tua and the linebackers have to respect the run game, then yeah, I could see them scoring another 30 points, similar to what we saw with Kansas City. But I don't think that's going to happen. I really, really don't. Now, defensively, let's flip it. Let's look at the other side. 29th. The Dolphins' defense is 29th in red zone percentage. Terrible. 49ers have been awful at red zone offense. Eh, below average. But this is huge. If the 49ers don't have to settle for field goals when they get in the red zone, and they will get in the red zone, that's going to be the difference. Everybody wants to talk about the Dolphins' offense, and rightfully so. They're entertaining. Dolphins' defense, though, leaves a lot to be wanted. 25th in rushing touchdowns allowed. They've forced 11 turnovers in 11 games. Not great. And this team is even, plus, minus zero on turnovers. Um, they haven't taken more away. They haven't lost more. 49ers are pretty good at turnovers. 22nd in pass yards allowed, 17th in total yards allowed, 17th in yards per pass, 24th out of 32 in third downs, 41%. 49ers hit that number. They're winning this game. 17th in yards per rush, 4.5 yards per carry. Whew. Run that ball, Jordan Mason. 17th in defensive DVOA. They're a below average defense, no matter how you look at it. Any metric analytic you look at, even film, below average. Now, not terrible, but not good. Not good. Strengths, their defensive line and their cornerback. Um, they have invested heavily in the defensive line, big time. Traded at first for Bradley Chubb. We already played against him once this year for Denver. Um, week three, he had 44 snaps against us, had a 58.9 grade, not great. He was 11th out of 19th players that played for the Broncos on defense, but he had three pressures, one sack, and two uh, solo run stops. Um, but then you add Jalen Phillips, right? Uh, Ingram. You've got Christian Wilkins. Like, they've got talent defensively on that line, and then Xavier Howard. He is a great, great corner who hasn't been healthy. But you remember just two short years ago, he should have won Defensive Player of the Year. He got robbed, in my opinion. Weaknesses, the rest of the secondary. Holland's pretty good as a safety, but more run support. He's fast, very fast, uh, out of Oregon. But outside of him, there's not a pro football-focused score above 57. Rowe, Eric Rowe, who's bounced around from Eagles to, um, what's it called, Patriots to Miami. He's kind of been everywhere. He's going to be matching up against Kittle. And I'm telling you right now, you know, we're going to cover bets here in a second. Kittle's going to have a game. Kittle is going to have a game. 
I'm betting on it. It's big. Shanahan was asked uh, on Friday about Kittle and kind of what he brings. I thought this clip was hilarious. Asking, is George Kittle kind of a culture leader or setter for the team? Um, yeah, I do. I mean, it's when he first got here, it was funny because we turn on our film and show cut-ups and stuff, and he had absolutely no swag. His hair didn't show out his helmet. The way he wore his socks, his wristbands, his gloves – 85 just didn't look quite the same and then you watch him the next year when he's breaking records and he wears his socks much cooler his gloves everything he's definitely a different swagger um he was a little more quiet at first he's always been george but uh he was a lot more quiet back then and that broke out a lot the second year um but he's been great he's always upbeat he's always the same probably the most positive guy we have on our team um you know, I, get, I get on him for that sometimes. It's not everything is perfect, um, but that's how he lives his life, and uh, that's why everyone likes having him around. Hey, you love it, man. Just positive uh, how he lives his life. He's come into it and just has been one of the best personalities across the NFL, not just the 49ers. Um, such a good dude. Now, okay, back to this Miami defense. What are their tendencies? They're blitz heavy. Um, versus Houston last week, 17 times. On average, usually 10 is the average per game. Um, versus Cleveland, nine. Versus the Bears, 21. Detroit, 15. Pittsburgh, nine. So they don't mind blitzing a lot. They really, really don't. So I'm not sure what they're going to do versus the 49ers offense, but I do not expect them just to sit back. I really, really don't. I think they're going to come, and they're going to see if they can get some success on there. So curious to see kind of how that looks and how that's going to go. Now, uh, Coach does a great job. This is one of my favorite sections of the week, the interesting connections between players and coaches between the two teams. This is the longest list we've had all year. So um, this matters to these two teams, and let's go through it. Jacob Eason, um, the third-string quarterback, Miles Gaskin, and Salvin Ahmed, who used to be on the 49ers, um, they all played together at Washington. Mike McGlinchey, Aaron Banks, Durham Smythe, and Liam Eikenberg all played together at Notre Dame, all on the offensive line, too. Smythe was a tight end, but part of it usc we got austin jackson drake jackson talanoa university of georgia go dogs charlie warning channing tennell and lamont gilliard clemson christian uh, Watkins and ray ray mcleod lsu tdp and blake ferguson ohio state right blue blood programs nick Bo bosa and jerome baker oregon um demo veron mckinney and javon holland who we already talked about we're all in secondary together penn state kevin givens mike gusecki south carolina Debo and Brandon Shell and Kinlaw, if you want to throw that in there. University of Texas, hook them, baby. Connor Williams, their guard, Hassan Ridgeway, Charles Aminahue, and Vanderbilt, the smart guys, Oren Burks, and Trent Sherfield. So there's these guys know each other. And it means something to them. Not division game, not even a conference game, but it's a test. And it's a test of friendship. You play with your old teammates. It's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. Now, um, before we get to our predictions and key like key matchups of the game, now it's time for our bets of the week with my bookie. You guys know what it is. It is winning season at my bookie. As always, if you want to enjoy the football games, 49ers, or just NFL, or really any sport in general, you can bet on anything over there. Mybookie.ag. We've been with them for years. Very trusted site. Get your money in. Get your money out easily. And on top of that, all season, 
double deposit bonus. Whenever you first deposit your money, let's say you deposit $250, you get $500 credited to your account if you just use our promo code 49ERS or scan this QR code right to the side of me if you're watching this on YouTube. And again, it just sets you up completely. My bookie is incredible. Bet with us. We're on Patreon. We share our bets every single week, all season long. So join us. MyBookie.ag, promo code 49ers. Bet anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, we got our bets of the week. Last week was great. We've been doing really, really well. I got a three-team teaser plus 10 points. I'm taking the Jets over the Vikings plus 13 points on the Jets so they can lose by almost two full uh, touchdowns and still get paid. 49ers with the plus 10, they get 49ers plus six, so you get a, basically a free touchdown. And I'm taking the Saints plus 13 and a half versus the Bucks. That's our three-team teaser. Um and again, I'm sticking with this bet. It has done us wonders this year. 49ers, they are minus a half a point in the third quarter only. So basically what happens is when the third quarter happens, if the 49ers outscore the Miami Dolphins at all in the third quarter, we get paid. Bet five to win five. It's, you know, plus 100 bet. Um, I love that bet. Uh, so putting that out there, Shanahan's deferred every single time he's won the toss so they can get it in the third, and he comes out of that uh, halftime Ready to go, but even more importantly than that is D'Amico. Four straight games with a shutout in the second half. I don't expect that streak to continue. I hope it does. But the adjustments that have been made defensively and offensively, whew, I like it. If you want to see our other bets, just head over to patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. Now let's get to our predictions of the game. Miami is going to hit first, and I think that they're – Going to jump up to a little bit of lead, 10-0, 10-3, 10-7 along those lines. Very similar to what happened in the Cardinals game. And I think the 49ers fight back. I think the 49ers are the better team. I think the 49ers have more talent. Maybe not at the receiver position, but it's not like Debo and Ayuk are slouches by any stretch. Um, I think this is a Kittle game. And if you check our bets of the week, it will reflect that. I'm going pretty heavy on Kittle this week. I, I think him versus those linebackers and safeties, I'm excited about it. I've got him having six catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown this week, which would be huge. Defense wins championships, and I think defense is going to be the key to this game for the 49ers. I really, really do. Not that Miami's not going to – we're not going to shut them out or anything like that. That's not going to happen. But you're going to hit Tua, and that's not good for Miami. Their offensive line's a mess. I don't think they're going to be able to run against us. Mostert's my only concern that he busts like a big play. Um, outside of that, not too worried. Really not worried too much at all about their running game. But I think that the team comes out in the third quarters, the 49ers, that's why we bet the way that we did. I think that they jump up to a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter and hang on. And the defense shuts them out. Eric Armstead coming back is important against the run. But the thing that it's most important for is linebacker one, number 5-4, Fred Warner. He's been playing lights out. I fully expect him to have one of the best games of his year. One of the best games of the year. I really, really do. And so I think he's going to freaking show up and show out in that fourth quarter and just make some key plays. I got the 49ers winning. Close. I don't have them covering the spread. The four-point spread, I don't have them covering that. I got the 49ers winning 24-21. to 21. First one to 22 points wins, baby. And I know that the Dolphins have scored 30 points four straight weeks. Well, they haven't played against the 49ers defense. 
So we'll have to see what this is. This was fun. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Sorry, it's not a live show. I'm in an airplane right now um, as you are watching and or listening to this. But, man, we get this. And, and if you're in the area, you better come hang out with us. You better come say what's up. We're going to be partying with John Taylor and Eric Wright Saturday night and Mission Peak Sportsplex starting at 5. And then we're tailgating um, in blue lot number one. Just look for that 49ers rush flag. And if you want to join us, head over to 49ersrushroadtrip.com. We've already got stuff up for Seattle. We've already got stuff up for Vegas. Last three trips of the year, man. That's it. We, we've got Dolphins game. Then we've got the Seahawks Thursday trip. And then we've got New Year's in Vegas. That's it. That's all we got. And then playoffs, of course. We'll put that together whenever it comes. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this show. And if you did, like and subscribe. Until next time, appreciate you guys. And as always, stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.